Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. The State of the Union, special coverage on Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. For more than two decades now, I've annually attempted to write a personal version of the State of the Union address. Now, it's never been an endeavor to write what the sitting president, Democrat or Republican, would, could, or should say to the Union. Simply my version of a message. So here we are again. President Biden will deliver the State of the Union Tuesday evening in a very difficult political environment. Challenges at home and abroad are real and really hard. The American people face significant challenges, but I also believe they have extraordinary opportunities. Now, let me just restate before I begin, for those who may have hyper-partisanship or instant certainty, I don't want you to miss this. I am not suggesting that President Biden would, could, or should deliver this message. It is simply the State of the Union from the perspective of one guy with an opinion and a microphone. So let's begin. Mr. Speaker, members of Congress, and my fellow Americans, I thank you for joining me tonight as I carry out my duty as outlined in Article 2, Section 3, Clause 1 of the Constitution, which reads, The President shall from time to time give to the Congress information of the State of the Union and recommend to their consideration such measures as he shall judge necessary and expedient. So I will not be delivering tonight a speech filled with applause lines and political talking points, nor will I be laying out a laundry list of new spending bills or programs for Congress to consider. I remind you, my fellow Americans, that the founders of this great nation designed this address to be focused on the state of the union, not the state of the government. Tonight, I wish to return to the essence of this duty to share with Congress and the American people the state of our union and to recommend to you a few principles for your consideration, which I feel are necessary and expedient for our future. From the beginning of our history, America has contained the promise of brighter days. Mourning in America is not just a catchy phrase. It is the essence of the promise for all who come to our country. For much of our history, we have been seen by the world as a shining city on a hill. The lady in our harbor lifts her light to the people of the world with the invitation, Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuge of your teeming shore, send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Now, we are not a perfect nation. We've not always lived up to the light-filled principles we profess to believe. We have at times wandered into the shadows of prejudice and persecution. We've traveled in the starless midnight hours of systemic racism and injustice. 
We have become consumed with the black hole of consumerism, moral relativism, and narcissism to the point that we no longer feel the responsibility to share our light with a neighbor in need. We seem to be stuck in the abyss of social media-dominated division, along with 24-7 political news driven by the darkness of hate and contempt towards our fellow citizens. Dr. Martin Luther King captured what I think is essential and expedient for America in his speech, Love Your Enemy. Dr. King said, Returning hate for hate multiplies hate, adding deeper darkness to a night already devoid of stars. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. I've stated many times that we find ourselves in the midst of some pretty dark and discouraging days here at home and difficult times abroad where evil men with evil designs are trying to snuff out the light of liberty. Truly, these are moments that try the souls of good women and good men everywhere. Many in our nation are worried about where we are as a society and our seemingly fragile, fragmented, and fracturing connections to each other as our fellow travelers. Many are weary from the long night of the pandemic and the devastating division in our communities, the financial distress, the tragic deaths of despair that have followed. Too many, far too many in this country are wondering if our shared future in America can be as bright as our past or if we are doomed to darkness and decline. Many years ago, I heard a story that may hold part of the answer for America. A Jewish rabbi sat enjoying the sunrise with two of his friends. The rabbi asked one of the men, How do you know when the night is over and a new day has begun? The friend replied, When you can look into the east and can distinguish a sheep from a goat, then you know the night is over and the day has begun. The second man was asked the same question by the rabbi, and he replied, When you can look into the distance and distinguish an olive tree from a fig tree, then you know the darkness of the night is past and a new morning has come. Well, the two friends then asked the rabbi how he could tell when the night was over and the day had begun. The rabbi thought for a long time and then said, When you can look into the east and see the face of a woman, and you can say, She is my sister. And when you can look into the east and see the face of a man and can say, He is my brother. Then you know the light of a new day has come. The night of weariness ends and a new day for our country begins with kindness and with treating each other, especially the stranger and the struggling, like brothers and sisters. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. On the dark night after the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr., Bobby Kennedy stepped onto the back of a truck to address an already weary crowd. He acknowledged the devastating darkness of the night, then invited his listeners to join him in creating a new dawn. He said, What we need in the United States is not division. What we need in the United States is not hatred. What we need in the United States is not violence and lawlessness, but love and wisdom and compassion toward one another. 
Showing love, wisdom, and compassion seems like a great place for members of Congress to begin their legislative work and for all of us as citizens to start strengthening our homes and communities. One world religious leader, George Albert Smith, who was the eighth president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, understood that true leadership and influence begin with the light of kindness and compassion. Of President Smith, it was said that he lacked the prowess of an athlete. He was too homely to win popular favor. His eyes too weak. It prevented him from becoming a scholar. But he could excel in human kindness. So he made love and kindness his specialty. So yes, I am calling on Congress and every citizen to make kindness our specialty as a nation. I know this is a unique request, but it is an invitation that the American people already understand and know how to live. No nation has been more compassionate or ready to assist in the face of natural disaster or human suffering. I'm asking that we make kindness the ultimate American superpower. Now, the skeptics may scoff at sisterly and brotherly kindness being the focus of a State of the Union address. I'm not talking about glasses that are half full or half empty or even rose-colored. This isn't a Pollyanna-esque call to a Kumbaya-style national group hug. No, I am inviting you to do something much more important. We have much to do to move the country forward. Many difficult conversations will be required. Authentic leadership will be needed. And the engagement of every citizen will be essential. I am reminded that complexity is dangerous and simplicity is powerful, especially in Washington, D.C. So we can start by recognizing that we are all travelers here on planet Earth. Simple. And then treat each other better. Super simple. I'm calling on Congress to simply return to regular order where transparency and light can lead the way to good legislation. I'm asking Congress that you not send me bills that are passed in the cover of night. Do not send me laws with thousands of pages that have never been read in the light of day. Do not put on my desk legislation to sign that has been decided behind the darkness of closed doors or in the shadows of back rooms. Congress must lead with the light of transparency for all to see. I call on Congress to do their work to fund the government today, not in the 11th hour of darkness of a potential shutdown or debt default. Put bills with singular focus on the floor of the House and the Senate to be debated in the light in front of the American people. Regaining the trust of the American people is paramount to the future of our nation. Trust is built in the light of transparency and truth. Congress must begin to address the needs of the nation. Yes, we must continue to root out racism and prejudice, protect religious liberty, fight inflation, elevate education, create energy independence while being careful, careful stewards of the environment, We must carry out justice, establish accountability for results in government programs, preserve human rights, stand strong against the enemies of freedom, balance rule of law and compassion in immigration, and create opportunity and upward mobility for all. Just to name a few of the vital issues we must tackle. The solutions to each challenge we face in America must begin with crucial conversations in the light of day and continue with rigorous debate driven by kindness and respect.
bridging our differences in the light of transparency will make a difference. Light and kindness won't solve everything, but they are required to solve anything. What I'm saying tonight is that if we do not put light and kindness first in our nation, we will not be able to drive out the darkness in a way that will last. It is easy to get weighed down by the darkness of our broken politics, but I have never been more confident about the brightness of America's future. Why? Because of my belief in the kindness and goodness of the American people. By rejecting the darkness and leaning into the light, my confidence in the state of our union remains unfailing and unflinching. I conclude where I began. The night of weariness ends in this nation, and the new day for our country begins with kindness and with treating each other, especially the stranger and the struggling, like sisters and brothers. I am inviting every American and all of our allies around the world to join me in a journey out of the darkness and into the light of a new day, a day that begins tonight, as we start to see each other as sisters and brothers and fellow travelers. Together, we can, we must, and I'm convinced we will drive out the darkness. The light of liberty and the flame of freedom will help guide us into a new day in the United States of America. May God continue to bless all of you and each of you as we walk together in the light of kindness, freedom, and truth. That's my State of the Union. For 2023. Thanks for tuning in to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City, the State of the Union in four hours. Live coverage on KSL News Radio, your all day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin, and my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.